Thank you for tuning in to our podcast today. We know your life will be changed for the better by listening to God's word. If you'd like to know more about Trinity Beaumont or contribute to our ministry, please visit www.trinitybeaumont.com. Well, as we transition, um, this is so fun. So we're leading worship, and we're also giving the message. Surprise! <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, that'll work. Um, well, how many of you guys have been here the past few Sundays, and you've been enjoying the series that we've been in? Sons and daughters, yeah, yeah, a few of you. That's okay, the rest of you will have time to catch up. Just kidding. Just kidding. Do you want to sit on this side or this side? Well, I'll sit on this side. Do you want to grab that mic? Awesome. Well, we're so, so excited about this subject because we're going to talk about worship, but we're going to talk about an aspect of worship that, um, uh, and it's not necessarily solely a part of worship, but I think that in order to get to this place, which we're going to talk about the secret place, I think a great access point is through worship. And so um, we're going to be kind of... Did you already introduce yourself? <laughs> Does anybody not know who I am? Just kidding. Yeah, this beautiful Emily is. Sorry. <laughs> oh, my word. Uh, well, just in case there's somebody on live stream that's just tuning in. Oh, you're right. Okay. So, so, in case you're new on the live stream, my name is Carrie Pineda. I'm Andrew Pineda. And we have the honor and privilege of leading worship here. We're the worship directors. And yeah, it's probably the best job in the world, wouldn't you say? Yes. Yeah, great. It's yeah. really good. Um, yeah. Thank awesome. you. Yes. Good stuff. So, like we were saying, we're going to be talking about the secret place this morning, and we're going to kind of go off of each other. We have, you know, notes here, but then also, too, like, um, we're just going to flow, too. How many of you guys like when the Holy Spirit just comes in the room, and he not messes things up, but changes things, right? And so, we are so open to that, you know, here at Trinity. We are, we're definitely word people, but we are also a presence-driven church, so... Something I'd like to uh, share with you guys, something in worship that I was experiencing. Uh, I just really see, it's, it's happened almost, I would say, at least the past four weeks or so, where like I noticed that there's people coming in with heaviness on them. There's the weight of the world is really you know, holding you down. And uh, I just believe God has something really special for you this morning, something that it's his presence, really. Because <laughs> in the spirit of the Lord is, there is what? There's freedom, exactly. So I just encourage you to give permission to the Lord to, um, to come into your heart this morning and, um, and allow him just to show you some incredible things, to uncover some, re- some, some revelation that you might really need this morning. Because so, I think there's something really, really special with the secret place that, uh, that will take you higher and will get your eyes off of the strains of the world and anxiety, stress, those things that the world might cause. So just encourage you to come on in. (laughs) Well, and that's like a great segue into um, 
into your verses that you yeah, were going to talk yeah. about. And one of the things when we were discussing this, we are like, man, what, what could we say? Like, why is this so important? And truly, how many of you know that God created us for a relationship? He created us so that he could have family. So that's super important to him. But he also desires to have intimacy with us. And he's always sort of desired to have intimacy with us. And you see that reflected in the word with several people, but with who Andrew wants to like focus on is Moses, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Uh... Okay, so if we can turn to Exodus chapter 33. Miss Eileen will probably hit me over the head because I'm using my phone. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, it's still... It's still no, she's using her phone too, babe. <gasps> oh, I could like hide it in the Bible and make it look like... No. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> All right, let's check it out. Moses, I mean Exodus. <laughs> Moses 33. Exodus chapter 33, We're not verse um, And this is out of the New Living Translation. Did you have the wrong one pulled up? I did. Anyways, uh, uh, so we have, uh, it was Moses' practice to take the tent of meeting. Have y'all heard of the tent of meeting? Uh, it's really, um, we'll just go further into it. So <laughs> I just want to know if anybody's already heard of it. Uh, it was Moses' practice to take the tent of meeting and set it up some distance from the camp. Everyone who wanted to make a request of the Lord would go to the tent of meeting outside the camp. Whenever Moses went out to the tent of meeting, all the people would get up and stand in the entrance of their own tents. They would all watch Moses until he disappeared inside. As he went into the tent, the pillar of cloud would come down and hover at its entrance while the Lord spoke with Moses. Wow. That right there just takes my breath away. The Lord speaks with Moses right here. When the people saw the cloud standing at the entrance of the tent, they would stand and bow down in front of their own tents. Inside the tent of meeting, the Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. Hallelujah. Afterward, Moses would return to the camp, but the young man who assisted him, Joshua, son of Nun, would remain behind in a tent of meeting. I'm with Joshua. <laughs> Come on. Verse 12. One day Moses said to the Lord, You have been telling me, take these people up to the promised land, but you haven't told me whom you will send with me. You have told me I know you by name and I look favorably on you. If it is true that you look favorably on me, let me know your ways so I may understand you more fully and continue to enjoy your favor. And remember that this nation is your very own people. The Lord replied. How many love it when the Lord replies? Amen. I will personally go with you, Moses. I will give you rest. Everything will be fine for you. Then Moses said, If you don't personally go with us, don't make us leave this place. How will anyone know that you look favorably on me, on me and on your people? No. You're supposed to stop at verse 15. Oh, well, hang on. <laughs> 
if you go with us. For your presence among us sets your people and me apart from all the other people on the earth. I think that we should highlight that part, right? <laughs> that his presence sets us apart? Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's good. So, um, just finding, I mean, there's so many awesome, like, snips that we can take from that story there. Is like Moses meeting with God like a friend. And that's what I find myself in the secret place with the Lord is taking my camp, <laughs> my tent, and maybe propping it up in like my closet, basically. I'm just talking spiritual, my spiritual tent of my closet and just hanging out with the Lord, getting to know him, honoring him, giving him permission to show me what it is that he wants to reveal to me. And uh, it was awesome because I think it was Tuesday morning, I was going to work and I was like, Lord, like, what's, what's a great analogy just to explain the secret place a little more further for like children, you know, or for just Sometimes I need things explained to me like a child. Sometimes for me to understand. She knows all about that. Uh, anyway, so... We're all children of God, so... That's true. That's true. Thank you, Lord. Um, so a great picture that he, he showed me was when I was little, um, I used to have this neighborhood friend. He was a very close friend of mine. I love him dearly. And uh, we would... Uh, we'd like to hang out like by ourselves. We had, we were like-minded. We enjoyed our, each other's company. And so we try to find a place away from the other kids in the block. And so right beside my grandfather's house was, was this vast, uh, wooded area. And so we decided, Hey, look, we're going to go off into these woods. We're going to go find a nice spot where like deep in the woods where nobody can find us. We won't be disturbed by all these other friends because we want to just hang out. And so we would go find this spot, cut down some little trees and uh, get some brush together and, and start building away, making our place. And for many summers, like we'd hang out in there with our Game Boys, laughing, talking, having a good time. And uh, I, I, I mean, like I'm telling you now, I mean, like they're great memories and uh, they're, they're precious because, I mean, we're just kids just hanging out together and we really developed a relationship that way. So, and I really was able to... Uh, see the comparison with the Lord is like, let's do this thing together, Lord. Like, I know it's something that you've wanted from the very beginning of time before you even uh, formed me in my mother's womb. You knew I was coming. And so, like, you yearned for that relationship. Yeah. And we're going to go off to the woods. We're going to find a place. You and I can be alone together. We can work on this relationship. I can get to know your characteristics. Yeah. And, and then walk away becoming more like Jesus. Yeah, changed. Well, and I think what's cool is that in the word it says that he talked to Moses face to face. He knew Moses by name. And I don't know about you, but I want the Lord to know me by name. Now, of course, you know, for our, our super analytical people, well, the Lord does know our names. You're right, he does. But it is up to us to develop more of a closeness with him. I mean, Andrew was very specific. Like him and his friend went away on purpose so that they could have alone time, just him and his best bud. Well, it is imperative that we, as God's children, take time to get away. And, you know, I love that you even brought up having, like, a specific place. Um, Because how many of you have, like, a prayer closet? Like, you're like, I'm going to go in my prayer closet. And I love that. That's beautiful. Um, I don't necessarily. My prayer closet changes from moment to moment. (laughs) 
my secret place with the Lord, it changes from moment to moment because when you have small babies, you just do what you got to do. And so sometimes it's my car and I'll put the baby in the car seat and we'll go drive around and I'll pray and ask the Lord for guidance or direction or sometimes it's our room. And so, uh, but for what I want to focus on is that is the fact that worship is, can be our access point into that place with the Lord. Maybe you don't have like a closet or an area that you can go to, but I know that even if I don't have music to play, okay, I can just have a song on my heart that I start to sing to the Lord from my heart of hearts, and instantly he's there. His presence fills whatever room I'm in, and I'm able to close my eyes, and I'm able to really just engage with the Lord. Now, some time ago, like, um, I would be able to close my eyes and I would just see the beach because that's like my happy place. I love the beach. I'd be able to close my eyes and see the most beautiful sand and the most beautiful water I had ever seen. And I would know that the Lord was with me, maybe sitting beside me on the sand. And this was my secret place with the Lord. And he would talk to me about profound things for my life. And I would leave that encounter changed. Now, maybe I didn't physically leave anywhere I was at, but him working with me and me working with him and what he desires for me, which is that closeness, I was able to engage with him. Does all that make sense? And also, too, like, one thing I was thinking about when, so he was thinking about, like, Lord, how can I tell people about the secret place? I'm like, Lord, how can I prepare the people for the coming of the end of the world? No, just kidding. But seriously, like, this, we're in the church age right now, but at some point, maybe we're not going to be able to meet in a building like this. That's just a harsh reality. And so I feel like we would be doing you a disservice if we didn't talk about this and talk about how you can access the secret place and you don't have to be in a church. You don't have to be in a closet. You don't have to be anywhere specific. Why? Because Christ within you, his presence is with you. So therefore you can be with him anywhere. And when I was thinking about that, I was like, Lord, I really want to, I want to bring emphasis that like, we all need to be our own like garden keepers, so to speak. Like You need to have the ability and the knowledge of getting to the secret place. Because, and it's important that we you know, focus on the Lord more than just when we come to church on Sunday. Or more than just when we meet together for house groups. It needs to be a continual thing. And um, that actually, let's turn to Psalms 91. Which, if you want, like, a key text for today, our key text is Psalms 91 verses, did we say 1 and 2? Yeah, 1 and 2. Verses 1 and 2? Yeah. And uh, we want... I wanted to say, too, real quick. sure. Oh, gosh, cut you off. (laughs) It's okay. Strike one. Uh, I wanted to say, too, like, when she was explaining that, when we were just talking about preparing for this and everything, and when she was telling me about that revelation that, you know, there is going to come a time where we might not be able to meet in a church house. And I think that this is something, if you walk away with anything today, I think it's this, is to know that you have been freely given permission to come into the presence of the Lord, Jehovah, Creator, God. He wants you there. He wants you there in the secret place. And, um, and to have that, to hold that true, no matter what's going on around us, politically, uh, whatever's going on physically, whatever's going on uh, with other relationships, like you have get, been given access 
to the presence of the Lord. And, um, and, and you can carry it on the inside of you. <laughs> so, That's right. Uh, just, I, I thought that was such a huge thing to really, really uh, highlight in, um, in this message today. So yeah. Psalms 91, verse 1. Do you want to read that? Yes, I will. So it says, and we're reading in the Passion Translation, it says, when you sit enthroned under the shadow of Shaddai, you are hidden in the strength of God Most High. He's the hope that holds me and the stronghold to shelter me, the only God for me in my great confidence. He will rescue you from every hidden trap of the enemy, and he will protect you from false accusation and any deadly curse. His massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night, nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. Don't fear a thing. Whether by night or by day, demonic danger will not trouble you, nor will the powers of evil launched against you. Even in a time of disaster with thousands and thousands being killed, you will remain unscathed and unharmed. You will be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment, for they will be paid back for what they have done. When we live our lives within the shadow of Most High God, our secret hiding place, we will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? God sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go, defending you from all harm. If you walk into a trap, they'll be there for you and keep you from stumbling. You'll, walk, you'll even walk unharmed among the fiercest powers of darkness, trampling every one of them beneath your feet. For here is what the Lord has spoken to me. Because you have delighted in me as, your, as my great lover, I will greatly protect you. I will set you in a high place, safe and secure before my face. And verse 15, I really wanted to emphasize this. I will answer your cry for help every time you pray. And you will find and feel my presence, even in your time of pressure and trouble. Pressure and trouble. I will be your glorious hero and give you a feast. You will be satisfied with a full life and all... And with all that I do for you, you will enjoy the fullness of my salvation. You know, I think it's really important that that 15 is in there. Um, even in your time of pressure and trouble. Because how many of you know there's tons of pressure in this life? I mean, there's pressure from society. Maybe if you're like a young adult, there's pressure from your parents. There's pressure from like your college or just pressure all around or your work environment. But I love that God specifically even says, like, you will find and feel my presence. Even in the midst of all of that, you'll find and feel my presence. Um, And so, you know, I felt like one thing that I had a hard time with, because I'm like, Lord, there is just craziness in the world at all times. And, you know, Psalms 91 almost feels like like, like heresy, heresy, not heresy, (laughs) lol. It feels like heresy, because it's like, okay, like, well, COVID is killing everybody. Well, cancer is doing this, and all this is happening all around. How can this be true when that is also true? Because that's very real. Sickness can feel very real. It is real. You're, you experience it in your body. But one thing that the Lord was teaching me, he was like, yes, those things are real, but eternal things are more real. That's 
And I really think that that needs to be a point that's driven home because yes, all of these things, these issues that surround us, God sympathizes with us. He knows us. He understands our humanity. He understands the human position or a disposition rather. But also he says, this is more real. This is more real. But guess what? It's like all null and void if we don't have the faith to believe it. God can say you're healed by the stripes of Jesus. God can say that you'll be protected under the shadow of the Almighty. But if you don't believe that, then it's just words on a page. Now, the word is alive. It's living and it's breathing. But it's up to you to take it and receive it for yourself. I also want to take a look at... Let's go... Yeah, of course. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, uh, so in the secret place, the key thing I feel like a lot of times, if I can just propose this, is to literally like be able to have your Bible out to eat these words, you know, allow them to soak into you, to become part of your makeup so that when, you're, when you leave the secret place... Your attitude has shifted from the time that you came in, first came in, and you came out, you're a different person. A lot of times, I might need to go back in the secret place after I leave because I have some issues I still need to deal with. You being know? real. But just being real, like seriously, I, you know, pressure from the world or whatever, and I'm going in and I'm leaving too early, and the Lord, come on back, you know, let's, <laughs> let's go back in and, and, uh, and focus on some things here, but... I think the biggest thing, uh, like we we were finding out more and more as we just uh, kept reading and learning more about the the secret places, the heart posture. How how is your heart? What is what is your heart like? And uh, and so coming in the secret place, it's like you remember Discovery Zone. I don't know if you remember Discovery Zone over here. Man, that place was. I've never heard of Discovery Zone. It was the Discovery bomb, Zone. I'm telling you right now. What is it like? You had what can you compare jungle gems. You had, and if you fell off the jungle gems, they're like super high. If you fell off jungle gems, you'd fall into like a ball pit. <laughs> and then most of the kids would just hang out in the ball pit and just swim around and all that So stuff. it's like urban air. Uh, yeah, urban air. There yeah. we go. The excitement that my daughter gets when I tell her we're going to urban air, she's like bouncing off the wall. She's like, yes, you know, like greatest day ever. And she's always wanting to go back to urban air. Yes. So it's something... Are you talking about your heart posture still? Yes. You yeah, lost yeah. Me. Okay, so, okay. 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 Here. <laughs> just try it with me. Here. So my heart posture, what I'd like to to become more and more daily is that excitement to get into the secret place. Yeah. And know that when I come out, like I have new revelation on everything that He has uncovered for us for me, and uh, I can't wait to get back in there the next go around. So. Well, that's a, a great, I'm actually really glad you said that because I want to take a look at Jesus because he's the great teacher, right? He's the best example in all things. So let's go to Luke. Let's go to chapter 5, verse 16. And it says, but Jesus often slipped away from them and went into the wilderness to pray. And then let's go to Luke 6, verse 12. After this, Jesus went up into the high hills to spend the whole night in prayer to God. So if Jesus like needs to go away from people to pray, yeah. we probably need to go away from people to pray. 
right? And it's not even just praying. It's just even being, just even closing your eyes and saying, Jesus, I just, I need you. And then sitting and allowing him to speak. Because how many of you know he needs what, he knows what you need before you even ask it, before you even bring anything up. He's super aware of the needs that you have. But we have to, like, like Andrew was saying, we need to have that childlike excitement about getting alone with him. Um, if I'm super honest, I don't always have that excitement, okay? I had a, a rough week this past week, okay? And even in that, I was like, Lord, how am I supposed to get alone with you? I'm stressed out. <laughs> and he was like, well, Carrie, you have to remember that eternal things are more real. I'm like, yes, okay, you're right. You're right. You're right. And I believe that the word is true, because it is. And so I was able to get right back to where I needed to be. There's stress and chaos and things that need to be addressed. I mean, real life issues. I could tell you some real things that, I mean, I was in tears about myself, about things that were happening in my life. But I chose to say, you know what, God, like, I know that you're going to work it out. I know that things are going to be okay because you're with me. And this is a promise that I have, that you're not going to leave me or forsake me, that I'm protected no matter what happens. But, you know, another thing too, you can know these things and have a revelation on these things, um, but then maybe the temptation to like slip back into carnality will come, right? You're like, yeah, I've been walking with Jesus. Things have been great. And now I'm going to go do my own thing. (laughs) It doesn't work like that. It really does not. You're either all in for what the Lord wants for you or what he has for you, or you're not. It cannot be both. And so how do you get to the spot where you truly do desire all that God has for you? You want to get in the secret place and, and hear what he has to say and feel his presence. Well, I'm so glad you asked. Let's go to Romans 12. Actually, I think it's an amplified, right? Are you turning there for me? You're so nice. Again, the world issues are real. We have stress, real attacks, real devastation. Um, But we have to choose to be dogmatic in this, that his word remains And everywhere we go, he comes with us. But the how is in this. Do you want to read? Sure, yeah. Romans 12, 1 through 2. 1 and 2. I appeal to you, therefore, brethren, and beg of you in view of all the mercies of God to make a decisive dedication of your bodies, presenting all your members and faculties as a living sacrifice, holy, devoted, consecrated, and well-pleasing to God, which is your reasonable, rational, intelligent service and spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, this age, fashioned after and adapted to its external, superficial customs, but be transformed, changed by the entire renewal of your mind, by its new ideals and its new attitude, so that you may prove for yourselves what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God, even the thing which is good and acceptable and perfect in his sight for you. 
Yes, so good. Amen. So we do have to constantly be in a place where we're in, where we are renewing our mind in order that we could know His will for us. It's like one has to come and then the other. Can I take a snippet of renewing my mind? Yeah. Real quick. Okay. So the Lord had to renew my mind a little bit this after or this afternoon. I haven't got there yet. <laughs> Earlier this week, uh, so I was praying and I was like. Uh, because there, there's like two sides of the spectrum, I feel like. There's like this excitement to get into the, to the you know, uh, secret place, the urban air excitement, I guess you could call it. <laughs> and there's this time where it's like, man, I have no time. Like, wow, this week went by so fast. And I was telling her, I was like, Lord, uh, can you, I just ask that you would give me more time so that I can spin in the secret place. So I can find time to fit you into my schedule. <laughs> and it was like. Just like visualize the Lord, like, really? Like, what? And uh, so basically it's like, no, Lord, help me to be aware of when you're positioning or making that time for, for me to visit with you. You know, help me to have the awareness to know, like, okay, instead of watching this next season of whatever show this is on Netflix, I'm going to spend time in the secret place because it's... You stepped on somebody's toes, I'm uh -oh. sure. Yeah, I'm sure Macy. someone... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Gabby, is it you, friend? Okay. No. She's like, oh. no, no. I mean, seriously, though, it's like, okay, re redirect my, my thinking, Lord, because that was not right. <laughs> but help me to be aware of those moments where you're like, hey, like, I need to speak to you, you know? You know, I actually forgot you were, you were going to say something about that because, like, right before worship, um, I was, like, thinking, like, about asking you guys, like, okay, who has, like, one minute of time alone to yourself? And I imagine, like, nobody raising their hand, and, and the Holy Spirit was like, it doesn't matter if there is no time. If there is no time in your schedule to get alone with me, your schedule needs to change. And that's, and, and that's truly what I feel like a deep conviction about. Like, if I don't have even a minute that I can be alone by myself with God, it, my schedule needs to change. I need to shift. And it's like, but, but this, but that, but what about this, but what about that? And then I would ask you this, like, if you can do anything for more sustenance in your life, if anything else gives you life or invigorates you, then it's the wrong thing. We need to be people that crave his presence, that crave time with him. And if you're not there right now, if you're like, Carrie, listen, like, this is all like great and spiritual, but I'm just super not there yet. That's okay. You know, the fact alone that God says these things in his word to crave after his presence or to desire to be in his temple, the grace is made available for you to get that way. So if you're not there yet, that's okay. There's no condemnation. There's always room for, gro for growth for every person. I wanted to take you guys to another scripture, Psalms 32. I think it's 32. Hold on. Let me look. Yes, Psalms 32, starting in verse 7, it says, Lord, you are my secret hiding place, protecting me from these troubles, surrounding me with songs of gladness. Your joyous shouts of rescue release my breakthrough. I hear the Lord saying, I will stay close to you, instructing and guiding you along the pathway for your life. I will advise you along the way and lead you forth with my eyes as your guide. And so I think that's just so beautiful. Like we, we need to, we need to also keep in mind, like you don't dread spending time with your best friend. Generally, you love to do it because you know that your best friend is just fun to hang out with 
and they've got some wisdom about things in life that maybe you don't have and you desire it for yourself. And that's the same thing with God. He doesn't want spending time with him in his secret place to be something that we dread, but something that we rather enjoy to do and are desperate to have more time and to, so that we're able to do that. If we could uh, take a look at Psalms um, 17, chapter 17, verse 8. Can I go along with this? 17... And this is the Passion Translation. Oh, cool. Right there. What, what verse did you say? Psalm 17. 8? Verse 8, yeah. Protect me from harm. Keep an eye on me like you would a child. Reflected in the twinkling of your eye. Yes, hide me within the shelter of your embrace under your outstretched wings. So really, to, to I'm going to stand up. To really go along with with what you're saying, to, to the the protection and to wrap, I mean, like to see him wrap his arms around you, to wrap the word around you, to wrap his presence around you while you're there in the secret place, to meditate on his word. And, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's so good. Well, and you know, I think again, we're all we're both coming at this also again from the standpoint of worship, like worship being that access point for you. Um, and even when we were singing that last song, like, there will be no one like you and none beside you. You alone, Lord, are worthy of our praise. And I was just thinking about that, and I was like, oh, this is talking about his holiness. Because it's like, what do you mean? That, yes, there's no one like the Lord. Yes, he's the one true God. Sure, sure, sure. All those things. No, but it's talking about his holiness. Like, he alone is worthy of our praise because he's God. He deserves, oh, Siri, excuse you. Um, but he alone, it, it's only him. It's him alone that deserves our praise. And I think, you know, whenever we're able to sing songs like that, it brings us back into remembrance. And it helps us keep the first thing, the first thing, the main thing, the main thing in our lives. And so, you know, whenever we're choosing songs, even like uh, we're mindful of what is going to help our people in, in the service connect with God and get into his presence the fastest. What is going to help them connect with his heart and, and help them to see God for who he truly is, to see attributes of his character? What's going to help them do that? And, and why? There's, I'm telling you secrets of our planning for worship. But here's why. Because if you can connect with God and have a moment with him in worship, you will take that with you all week long. And our prayer is always this, that this song would resonate with, within them every day. And so um, as we are about to close, I would really like us to, to take a moment um, and for God's, you know, we all have creative ability within us, right? He gave us an imagination and we can work with that imagination or he can work with our imagination. And I really want us to take a second to even close our eyes and to allow the Lord to take you to a, a spot that's just you and him. And maybe you've been asking him some things or you have concerns about some things. Well, I want you in your secret place to ask the Lord those things. And maybe he doesn't, maybe he gives you a book, right? You're like writing things down in your journal as fast as you possibly can. Or maybe he gives you one word. But I believe 
so strongly that God is so personal that if you are willing to meet him, he's, he's like sitting on the edge of his seat waiting to meet you. So the moment that we engage with his spirit, I know that he's going to meet us. So um, everyone close your eyes. We just, we thank you, Lord. One, for your word. Thank you for, for sending Jesus. And Lord, we're so aware that your presence, it's already here. We're thankful that we can just bask in it. And right now, Lord, I just thank you for all of your children. I thank you, Father, that for every person that can hear the sound of my voice, I thank you that you would just begin to reveal to them their secret place with you, Father. I thank you that you would touch every single person personally for their personal age and situation. And I just thank you that it would bring such clarity. I thank you that your peace would be present. I really believe that some of you are going to be encouraged by this. And so I just thank you, Lord, that you make us open to hear what it is that you have to say. Your father is kind and loving. He's not waiting to beat you over the head in this secret place. No. He's waiting to love on you. And he desires to answer the questions that you ask. So I just thank you, Lord, that you're giving answers right now. In Jesus' name. Let's just wait on him. say that even in that small moment the Lord met you. Nice. Yeah, yeah. 
Hey, that's okay if you're like, oh, not quite yet. That's okay. Listen, God in his greatness, he doesn't need us to, to make something up, right? He has a real encounter for us. But listen, I, I want to just encourage you with this. Like, what we're doing here, we've created an atmosphere for him to speak to us. And for some of you, you're still encountering him, and that's beautiful. Keep doing that. But we just encourage you that you take time out of your every day and, and let him into your life. Let him into your day. Let him speak to you about the hard things. Um, thing I'd like to say too is that it's so awesome how this series that we're going through, Sons and Daughters, and we started out with the Bible. Pastor Cameron went on to show us like how valuable the Bible is. And we can all remember, or most of us probably remember that scripture where it says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And I just believe that there's somebody here that really needs to see that that why the secret place is so special and so uh, incredible, that connection with the Lord, why connection itself alone is so important with the Lord. And um, so for us to be able to go to Him where it's like on the other side of it, away from His presence, we're not sure where to go. We're kind of loosely flapping in the wind and we can find that solid foundation in the Lord. We can find that solid foundation in His Word because He is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. So just really just apply that to your heart when you're walking into that secret place, when you're walking about daily. His word, his word. There's there's no value to put on it. It's too much. It's more than gold and silver. So to really be able to just enter in with him, to pick up that Bible, to open it up, to apply it to your heart. Let it really seep in. So good. And as we are dismissing, I'd like our prayer partners to come. And if you're say, if you would say to this morning that you you really need some prayer before you leave, well, listen, don't don't leave without getting it. Don't leave without allowing the Lord to work within you, whatever it may be that's going on. Um, our prayer partners are full of power, and they would love to pray with you. But this is our official end of the service, but you can, you can of course, sit and, and soak a little more if you'd like to. But if not, we encourage you to go love God, love people, and lead well.